This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Danielle Taco Cat, Jeff Awesome Possum Blossom, Amy, Matthew, William, Brandon, Dave, Scott, Tristan, Kate, Isaac, Ori, Karun, Eddie, and Nick B. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group and or Discord server that we link pretty often. Don't say anything. Don't say anything yet? No. Oh, Oh, that could have been the laugh line. I get why you're mad now. Yes, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey guys, weed kills. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, you guys made me watch The, the Ruins. Ruins. So, have either of you guys seen this movie before? No. No. Oh, wow. And I was okay. better off back then. I also <laughs> I wanted to see it, and then now I'm sad about it. So, first takes, what did you guys think about it? I liked the uh, Robin Williams version a lot better when it was a board game. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie, Jumanji as fuck. <laughs> I'll go with a serious answer. I oh, think it- Mikey's serious in the house. <laughs> Hold on, let me adjust my tie. I'm rebranding as a horror nerd now, so I'm going to be like, mm, right. this movie. Um, uh, well, actually, the minds of this movie were talking. A- <laughs> well, actually, Todd, this movie takes everything. Everything that's bad about early 2000s horror and then somehow makes it worse. (laughs) It ups the bar. (laughs) Yeah. Where people don't talk like real people or act like real people and like don't make real people decisions. Yeah, it's just little shaft of horrors. (laughs) (laughs) Little shaft, little Little shaft shaft of of horrors. Nice. I love it. Oh, man. That's my new dating profile name. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the size of the vines. It's whether or not they're going to mimic you and eat your flesh from their bones. And how deep you can get them down your throat. (laughs) (laughs) At least they call. I feel like this movie was trying to be two different movies. It was supposed it was trying to be like the thing where like you had this evil ominent, you know, shape shifting all these powers plant, I guess. And then uh, also like a body horror, like slow burn horror movie on the top of the pyramid. And I was like, I think they should have gone one way or the other. Honestly, like I really thought we were going to get into some almost kind of like the endless type shit. Like what's wrong here where it's like more complicated and, you know, what's inside the pyramid you know, where is everybody? But then at the end, it was just evil plants. And even the body horror, I'm like, you know who did this better? The mummy. And I wish I was watching the mummy right now. <laughs> like Brendan Fraser would have saved this movie. I will say that this character is the worst doctor, quote unquote, because he's oh, only yeah. in school. And I don't even think he started med school, which makes the whole thing weirder. Because I thought at the beginning they're talking about how His he's med going to med school. 2,000 miles away, yeah. So he's got a four-year bachelor's degree yes. in maybe biology. Yes, and so right. like He's got a bioscience degree, and he's like, you know what we need to do? We need to go Civil War, like, 
amputation on this dude. He's secretly like, I have a doctorate in English. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who, who is this guy? Why is he making medical decisions? He's not qualified. He's just as qualified as you with your journalism degree. Yeah. No, you guys are all just as qualified. Absolutely. This is a just a personal thing. A- None of this would have happened if people didn't go on fucking hikes. Right. B, I don't know about y'all, but I have a pretty intense fear of spiders and evil bugs. Yeah. And one of the ways that I avoid encountering them is not by stepping on piles of vines. Like, as much as I can help it. If there's ever clustered plants on the ground, I'm conscious of where those are and I'm not stepping in them, especially in flip-flops. And if Amy had just watched her six, none of this would have happened. Amy is pretty terrible throughout this entire movie, and for whatever reason, they decided to make her the final girl and let her get away, and that drove me crazy. Like, I had never seen this movie before, clearly, because I've never seen any of these movies before, but I didn't love this one. This one was, I don't think it's super scary, but the body horror is way unsettling (laughs) over the top. I didn't think it was that bad. Dude, the, the amputation scene got me. That jug was gross. I, okay, one last thing I'll say about first thoughts. This movie really uncovered a deep, implicit bias I have against German people. And, and <laughs> Same, the, though. Same. I, he had an accent. I thought he was going to be a bad guy from, like, minute one yeah. all the way through. And that guy was super nice all the way through. And I was like, I need to face my own prejudice yeah. against people with German accents. You know why, though, Mikey? It's because you and I played Call of Duty when we were growing <laughs> up. And it was all like World War II. So all the German people were evil. You know who really played Call of Duty? My grandfather, who was in <laughs> WW2. For me, it's definitely Indiana Jones films and Hans Gruber and Die Hard that makes me mistrust the Germans. But he didn't even kiss his girlfriend back. He's that nice where he's like, oh, you need to get your friend. Well, and he's like, oh, your your boyfriend seemed nice. Like to try and like, hey, no. So to me, I thought he was like, hey, if we're going to do this, I'm going to need your boyfriend to be involved. I I have (laughs) a lot of in-depth commentary on the boyfriend girlfriend's relationship that I'm ready to share when we get to the beach scene. (laughs) But I spent a lot of the relationship dissecting. Oh, I'm sorry. The single person is the the end all be all commentary on the relationships of this movie, which are bad. But I'm a therapist. People come to me with couples therapy. And I'm like, let's roll the dice together. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we just got to get into this movie so we can get to that scene because I've got to know what advice he's going to give these two people. Oh, it's not advice. I just have commentary. and I want to see what you guys think about it. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So uh, we open on a girl crying in the dark and we hear what sounds like laughing. It almost sounds like children laughing. Yeah. And she's screaming for help. She's trying to text on her phone, but it looks like the phone doesn't work. And then something snags her and drags her away into the darkness. Yeah. Who was that? That's the body they find. That was the lady. Right. I assume that was the archaeologist lady that brought the German guy's friend to the Mayan temple before. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut to a resort where our two couples are playing by the pool. There's Eric and Stacy and Jeff and Amy. And Amy is instantly annoying. Uh, She... (laughs) She is, though. She's just whiny this whole movie. And I like Jenna Malone in other things. So I know it's not her. 
it's just this character who I did. There's this movie's based on a book. I did pull some fun facts about the book. Okay, cool. Her character in the book is equally as terrible. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So it's it's clearly the way the character is written. Uh, but so she loses her earring, and a German guy at the resort finds her earring and brings it back to them. And I was like, oh, he's setting him up for this. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, this is Midsummer all over again. I was like, he's going to get them out there. Yes, because he just like comes over. He like. Because he's like, oh, I found your earring in the pool. That is the worst German accent I've ever heard in my life. No, no, no. The worst one is the one in this movie. But like, he he sees them. He sees them from across the pool and like sees them talking, grabs his snorkel, looking menacing, and then shows up with the earring and then is like, by the way, do you guys want to go with me to the secret temple later? And I'm like, don't do it. They're just going to sacrifice you off a cliff or something. Yeah. I Mm -hmm, mean, never mm -hmm. go with a stranger to a second location deep into the woods. Like, that's the worst decision ever. Plus, it's hiking which is also a bad decision germans only want one thing ladies and it's the ark of the covenant or to take over (laughs) nakatomi plaza for revenge like just you know it's bad pretty sure it was for bearer bonds right you know what i don't know i I just watch it for the explosions it was the third one that was revenge because it was his brother that's right Oh, no, right. you're Jeremy right. Jeremy Irons was Hans Gruber's brother. But that wasn't even for revenge. That was for gold bullion. That's true. Yes. Okay, like, listen, we've got to go, go deep on the John McClane <laughs> war in this episode. Here's all I'm saying is that when he handed her that earring, I half expected him to hold up his other hand and have a scar in the shape of a thing that's going to help them find the Ark of the Covenant because that's how spooky and evil he seems. And he was the guy that played the brother in Across the Universe, and he's amazing in that. So I knew that he wasn't German. So then I was like, what accent is he doing? What is this? But I mean, the good thing about Americans is we're stupid and we'd never know. (laughs) I would know. I'm not going to go with some German to something that I don't know about. Well, no, I mean the accent. You're not going to realize his accent isn't German. I don't know. Exactly, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Older culture? I'm American. Exactly. I have traveled a fair amount. I have been to Mexico. I've been to Canada. I've been overseas. I've been to five of the six continents. So, like... Ooh. Oh, look who's well-traveled now, Mikey. Well, you know what? Paige is talking about this when it's in context of, like, the movie. Unlike <laughs> there you every go. episode. All, all I'm going to say is, <laughs> nine times out of ten, in my experience, when someone is just like, hey, come with us to this thing, it's because they're trying to scam you out of some money. Or mug you or whatever. Yeah. Or mug you or whatever. I've only had it pay off, like, once. And it's just not... It's not good. Do you guys want to come to my uh, thing, my pa- my pants party? Absolutely not. Mikey, I do. I don't like tuna cans. <laughs> I'm going to split that albacore that, in half. That joke hurts <laughs> so much. All I'm saying is, this is a stranger. And you're just like, yes, I'll go to a remote second location with you. Have you not watched any murder documentaries? Stop. This is how 80% of them start. And I get that they're two couples at a pool and you're like talking to people around you because you're all drunk. But I mean, like, I've gone to the Mayan ruins before in Mexico. Well, there are tours. I went on a tour. Yeah. So I think the appropriate reaction was the first thing they did, which was offering one of their drinks. Like, thank you. Here's a drink. Yeah. Maybe we'll see yeah. you around. That sort of thing. Great. Awesome. When he started talking about, hey, let's go to this off the beaten path Mayan temple. That's when you're like, no, fuck you. Please leave us alone. Yeah. 
Goodbye. Yeah. Also, you know, people aren't going to Cancun for the, like the local culture. You know what I'm saying? I, I I mean, some people do, but I mean, like, if I'm going on a tropical vacation, I usually get a little bit of culture, like ten percent, and then ninety percent. I just want to drink on a beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna tell you, go see the local culture. There are some really cool things in tropical places. I definitely think you should go. Uh, what I don't think is that you should get super drunk and trust the people you meet while drinking. That's a no. bad idea. <laughs> they didn't even take a person who spoke anything, right? No. No, the, the doctor speaks Spanish, but they're on the Yucatan Peninsula, and people don't understand that parts of Mexico don't just speak Castilian Spanish that you would learn in school. It's the language of the colonizers. I don't understand that, and that's why I don't go wandering around in the local culture. <laughs> the few times I've gone to Mexico, because I don't drink, I have done some local culture type things, but it's always been like a part of a tour or whatever. I'm yeah. not going to go venture forth by myself or me and my girlfriend or whatever, just sort of like go out into the wilds and see what's up. Like that's the dumbest move ever. The last two times I went to Mexico in the morning, I went and saw the ruins because I'm a big history nerd. Yeah, I same. love seeing that I would, stuff. Yeah, I love it too. By, but by 2 p.m., I'm blackout drunk. <laughs> And like that's just how vacations go. If I'm on a cruise, you know, God. and I got that unlimited alcohol flowing, like honestly, I need to hang out with Vacation Mikey. Vacation Mikey is very fun. We were at Senior <laughs> Frogs in Cancun, and they were doing trivia. Yeah, trivia and and what like two dollar shots or the equivalent of like two American dollars. Yeah. They were doing trivia, and if you got a question right, they would just pour alcohol down. And I was like, I'm good at trivia. (laughs) (laughs) Except when they're like, what kind of language do they speak in the Yucatan Peninsula? And you're just like, like, next. (laughs) (laughs) Ask me American questions. Oh, God. No. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You are the worst. (laughs) The worst. So he asks them, like, hey, my friend is an archaeologist or met an archaeologist. They went to this dig. Do you want to go see it? Which also sounds like a made up story. It does. Like if you're telling me that story, I'm like, so when are you planning to rob me on this excursion? <laughs> I can just give you my wallet now. It's fine. <laughs> that would save me a hike at least. But yeah, what I don't understand is in this like ask, do you want to come with me? He even says they were supposed to be back today. But they're not back yet. I guess they're just having a good time. Like, I don't want to be, I'm not going to get roped into your search party, is all I'm saying. Like, (laughs) you need to go find your friend. Call the authorities. Exactly. Thank you. I have watched too many horror movies to hear (laughs) they were supposed to be back today and they weren't. A whole day. At that point, I'm like, well, they're dead. So we should stay here. (laughs) Yeah, they died two days ago. And people (laughs) on vacation are usually careful. Like, oh, I had two friends who went off to go do a tourist thing. They were supposed to be back 10 hours ago. I'm very concerned. Oh, yeah. Because we're at a resort and they're gone and they've been gone and their ride came back and they weren't on it. Who do I call? Yeah. No one's like... Um, they went and found a new temple like two days ago and like they were supposed to be back. Do you want to go check it out? Do you want to go check it? Check out the new temple with my brother? <laughs> yes. No, this is not German Zelda. I'm not going to go with you to another <laughs> temple. You could eat my ass. I'm leaving. Well, this is like in hostel where it's like, oh, they found a different hostel. Yeah. They went to a different place. And I'm like, the fuck they didn't. That's not how vacations work. No. But anyway. anyway. can i just point one thing out really quick the guy who plays jeff who is the quote-unquote doctor or med student who has not spent one day in med school yif yif my name is yif yif um when he said that at the end i busted out laughing in my own room living room (laughs) because it reminded me of 2021 22 my name is 
My name yeah. is Yiv. Uh, I was thinking of what we do in the shadows where she believes that a guy is the reincarnated, her reincarnated oh, lover. Yeah. yeah. Gregor. And he's like, actually, my name is Jeff. And she's like, yes, 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 yes. But his name is Jonathan Tucker. And the first thing I ever saw him in was a TV show called The Black Donnellys that only got one season. That show was awesome. It's so good. That one season is so Good guys. And honestly, it's the first time I ever saw Olivia Wilde, too. She plays his love interest. It was ahead of its time. That that, that show should have been on like HBO or Hell like Amazon. Yeah. It was so good. Guys, check out the Black Donnellys. And he's great in it. So when I saw him in this scene, I was like, Hell yeah. Because it's right around that time. I knew he was a good actor. And I was like, this might be good. I was wrong. I remember I've seen him in something else and I couldn't remember what it was, but he was a freaky, deaky, evil person in whatever I also saw him oh. in. I'm sure he's in a bunch. Like he was the lead of the Black Donnellys. Like I'm sure he's getting worse. He was a, he was in a bunch of stuff in like the mid early 2000s mm. here. All, all these people were. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's super. Like, I've never seen the girl who played Amy be such a dunce in a movie. She always played like. I know. She's usually really great. Yeah. Jenna Malone is her name. She's really good. She yeah. usually plays like really intelligent, like badass women. Well, and um, like I said, I think it was the way the character's written because her character is also shitty in the book. Well, there you go. Anyway, so they agree to go on this death expedition. And as they're hanging by the pool, they see this other group of rowdy drunk guys. And Matthias, the German guy, is like, hey, they're supposed to go with us tomorrow, but they're crazy. I don't know if it's a great idea. And as they come by <laughs> Matthias's table, they're like, hey, party at the beach tonight. We cut to the beach that night. Yeah. Party at the beach. This is good vacation stuff right here. Yeah, yeah, this is like solid vacation Mikey stuff. Like, we should talk about, like, they're two couples on vacation. Do we even talk about, like, it's two couples on vacation? It's two couples on vacation together, and it's the girls that are friends, and in the and book, the it, it establishes that they're former roommates. Okay. Uh, okay. And then they're there with their respective boyfriends who are not necessarily that close to each other. And they're, like, seniors in college? I got the impression they just graduated, like, they're undergrad. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this is their final, like, vacation before Jeff goes off to med school and I guess, I assume the rest of them sort of get jobs. Right. Not anymore. Actually, this is 2008 in the height of the financial crisis. So, like, none of these people were getting dry jobs. Fun fact. I was a sophomore in college. What up? That's when I started working in retail. Suck a dick. Yeah. I graduated grad school in December of mm. 2009. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I was like, uh-oh. I went to orientation at my job, and they had crossed out the retirement firm's names because those <laughs> banking places had gone under. Guess we won't be doing Lehman Brothers now. <laughs> anyway, they're all at the beach hanging out, and Eric and Stacy. Okay, can you go through and like tell me who's who? Jeff is the doctor. Amy's the whiner. Eric is the guy who gets stabbed later on. Sean Oshmore. He's Iceman in the X-Men Yes. Movie. Yes. Okay. I, it's Iceman, and then... Stacy is the one the blonde one who yeah. tries to cut things out of her skin. And Stacy and Eric are together. They're a couple and Amy and Jeff are a couple. Yeah. And Eric and Stacy have this weird ongoing air quotes joke because it's not really a joke and I it, we never get the rules for this game that they're playing and they only do it twice and I don't know why it's here and I'm wondering if it's something from the book that gets established better but it's this thing where it's almost like they start to tell a true story about somebody and then they go back and forth 
worth adding details that are like pun details. And in this scene, they do it with Paris Hilton. And they're talking uh, about Paris's sex tape. The star of the hottie and the naughty. The star of the hottie and the naughty. Upcoming Romancing the Pod episode for hottie and the naughty. <laughs> Noted actress from House of Wax. And they kind of do this weird back and forth thing and it goes nowhere. It's really weird. I don't know why they include it. Uh, But what we find out in this scene is that Amy is super drunk and wants to dance and party. And Jeff is like, no, I'm kind of into this whole ruins thing. So I'm going to go to bed so I can get up early tomorrow. Also, I'm a doctor and therefore boring. Which makes no sense to me. I have dated someone like Amy, and I would have never left her alone on a beach with a German. Absolutely not. Because she would have cheated on me in a heartbeat. I mean, she cheated on me later anyway, but she would have cheated on me in a heartbeat. Let me step up here. This is it. I Because mean, I was like, this relationship doesn't make sense. What would make this relationship make sense? I think Jeff is like already decided this relationship's over. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm moving away. Yep. Yep. I didn't want to come on this trip, but I already paid for it. So we have to make this relationship work at least four more days because it's the, and he's like, I'm out of here and we're breaking up because one, he doesn't really give a shit about her until like he gets infected and has to like save her life at the end. And then, and then like, he does not give it. He was like, I don't care if you cheated with a German. I want to break up with you so bad. Like, I don't (laughs) care. Like, it's the only thing that makes sense because he's like, you can do whatever you want. I'm going to go to the ruins because this is all about Team Jeff. Yeah. He's like, this trip was brought to you by the letter Jeff. And after (laughs) this trip, we are done. You don't know that yet. So just have fun. Like, I'm not going to hold anything (laughs) against you. Yeah. Yeah, well, because that that does seem to be a thing where we get the impression that she's cheated on him before and... B, that he knows that she is not necessarily trustworthy when she drinks as far as her loyalties, let's say. Because when they tell him that it happened, he's just kind of like, eh, whatevs. He doesn't even get mad. He doesn't care. He, does, he doesn't want to be with her. I think also <laughs> when we see the next morning and he's trying to get her to go with him, it's almost more out of duty where he's going to feel bad that he left her behind. And not because he actually wants her to go because she just makes his life miserable the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that assessment. I think that's pretty fair, yeah. Because she goes off and starts dancing with the German guy, and then Eric and Stacy are like, they like have this oral sex bet that she's going to kiss him. Yeah. And not only that, Jeff definitely never liked her friend Stacy. He definitely doesn't like the guy Stacy's dating. He's like, I want a vacation that I hate. I've got to get out of here. Yeah, actually. So, okay, I have been on a vacation that I hated, and it was to Mexico. Right. (laughs) I really think he was just like, I want to get away from them. And so I don't think they'll go to these ruins. I want to go just to have some moments to myself on vacation. Oh, my God. This movie makes so much more sense if you like if Jeff is just like, I hate everyone here. I feel like we get a lot of senses of that. But I also think he's a smart guy. He's a studious guy. I think for him, he's like, finally, something interesting, because he's the one who's been like, nobody wanted to go to the ruins, but I did. And so I think it's his chance to like, finally, one thing I'll enjoy on this fucking vacation. Okay, so no joke, this exact thing almost happened to me because I was on a cruise with my then girlfriend. And um, she, like, the the first night we were there, she was drunk by 2 p.m. This is no shade, Mikey. I know that you do that. But I don't want to date vacation, Mikey, is all I'm saying. So, like, that <laughs> night, as I was, like, holding her hair back while she was throwing up, I was like, we can't do this this whole trip. You mean that night that I was karaokeing until 3 a.m. because <laughs> I can hold my liquor? 
and yeah. you were singing. So this whole thing <laughs> to stop the singing on the podcast is just such a fucking lie. The ruse. Vacation Mikey would sing. At karaoke bars. All right. It's not a podcast. This is a professional business. Anyway, so that night I convinced her to like go out and do some touristy type seeing the sights the next day. <laughs> so yeah, like 100% I'm Jeff. I get Jeff in this situation. I should have broken up with her immediately when we got back, but I didn't. Should have, mm. but I did not. Anyway, so while they're dancing on the beach, uh, Jeff's already gone to bed. The Greeks, who are the the rowdy guys that were supposed to go the next day, are drinking their faces off. <laughs> yeah. And she kind of tries to kiss Matthias. Matthias? Evil German guy, whatever. Hans Gruber. And (laughs) she tries to kiss Hans. And uh, so Eric wins the bet because he bet that she would try. And uh, Hans Gruber very gentlemanly is like, hey, your boyfriend seems like a nice guy. Like he's definitely trying to deflect her. Yeah. Like immediately. And so Stacy kind of rescues her and they kind of end the night. The next morning, we see Jeff taking his morning run on the beach, and he passes the Greeks all passed out in the sand. Yeah. And he walks over to, by the pool, where they were the day before, and Matthias and Dimitri, one of the Greeks that's awake, uh, are making a copy of the map so that they can give it to their friends and they can follow along later. Yeah, that's right. Because when you want to go to a place in a foreign country, you want a hand-drawn, shady-looking map to leave you there. <laughs> Dude, when they get to the taxi and say, take us here, the map they're pointing at is bonkers. There's no yeah. way he would have known where to go. It's like out of a cereal box bonkers. <laughs> There's like shit and pictures drawn everywhere. And I was like... Hey, taxi driver, you have a decoder ring, like, right? I, w- I wish the, the ca- taxi cab guy was just like, this is not a real map. Like, I don't know where that is. He just opens it. And he's like, past the canyon of the crescent moon, Alexandretta. A, a pennant man will pass. I don't know. In Latin, Jehovah begins with an I. Yeah. Like, that's, that's where we're at with this map. Oh, man. But they, they agree to meet in the lobby in a half an hour. Uh, so we see Dimitri tuck the map into the like shirt of one of the passed out guys on the yeah. beach. And we cut to Eric and Stacy where she's not going to pay her half of the bet. Uh, but they imply that eventually she does. And we cut to Amy who is barfing up her entire life the next morning. <laughs> Amy looks like the worst girlfriend. Okay. Ever. So like no joke, the girl that cheated on me, like was exactly like this. Like she would drink to the point where she was throwing up like uh new year's Eve, our first new year's Eve together. She got so drunk that when we got back to where we were staying that night, she threw up. I put her back in bed and I went to go clean up her throw up. Cause she missed the toilet a few times. Oof. And then I come back to bed and she goes, what are you doing here? And kicked me out of the bed, and I slept on my couch that night. If she does it two years in a row, is it a tradition? <laughs> <laughs> no joke, Mikey. No joke. We had a tradition of bad New Year's Eves because that happened almost every New Year's Eve. It was terrible. Like, watching this, I felt so bad for Jeff, and I was so pissed that he died at the end to save her. <laughs> I'm not advocating for drinking or anything. That sounds terrible. It I mean, was. I, I, when I drink on vacation, vacation Mikey, he will get intoxicated, yes. But he, I don't. You don't make it other people's problems. Well, yeah. here, yeah. here's the other thing. 
there is a way, even I as someone who does not drink anymore, there is a way to drink and stay at a happy buzz level of drunk most of the day and not be a problem and not throw up everywhere. I'm just like laid back and outgoing and like giggly. Yeah. Yeah, I've been around drunk Mikey. Drunk Mikey's a lot of fun. Drunk Paige is me. But not in like a mean drunk kind of way. It just unlocks the next level of roast battle inside me. <laughs> and I'm like, like shockingly coherent so that people are like, you're cool to drive, right? And I'd have to be like, fuck no, idiot. <laughs> like, take my keys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but she is clearly hungover. And he's like trying to get her up and ready to go. And all I kept thinking was like, dude, the last thing she needs is to go on a hike today. She needs to find your local quesadilla purveyor and just like blanket that hangover in greasy cheese. It was it looked like an all inclusive resort. So the food would be ongoing there. I wouldn't leave. I just wouldn't leave. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, And she's like, well, I'll just sleep till you guys get back, which, to be honest, better plan. Uh, And maybe they'd all still be alive. But oh, well. Or he could have just broke up with her like he was planning to and be a man about it. Be like, we're over. Go drown yourself in more pina coladas and quesadillas. I'm going to go on a hike. We can cry about this more later. I'll see you on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to sit next to me. I'll trade or with Stacy. Do it before the vacation. She could have brought a girlfriend. They could have had a good fun, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe they couldn't refund the tickets. He should have cut the legs off of that relationship way before the <laughs> oh. <laughs> But her vines got into him. That's what it was. Yeah. Anyway, so he talks her into going. She finally gets dressed, decides to go. They meet up with everybody. They get on a bus. Uh, Matias gets a phone call, but then there doesn't seem to be anybody there, but it just proves that his phone works when they get off the bus. Yeah. They get a taxi, and Amy is just randomly taking pictures of kids, which, like, is kind of rude. Like, I I really didn't like it. Amy's not great. No. Well, and it's almost like making the locals a spectacle. Yeah. And I'm like, they're just people. You could ask if you could take their picture, but like you should probably ask. And certain cultures have beliefs about being photographed. You should ask people. Yeah. Well, okay. And that was the way Jeff got her to go on this hike because he was like, hey, you want to be a photographer or whatever? Come take pictures. And she was like, yeah, I'll be horribly invasive to the local indigenous people in this area and take their picture without their consent. Yeah. Belittle everyone here. Yeah. Yeah. So they get in the taxi. She doesn't realize that there's going to be a hike and she's not super happy about it. Before they get into the taxi, there's like a murderous dog for a cheap jump scare. I was so mad about that because it got me like I was like, oh, God. And it was just a dog. And I love dogs, Paige. I love dogs. I know. So they bribe or rather Dimitri bribes the cab driver to take them there because he takes one look at that map and he's like, absolutely not. There's Nazis there. And it's the cup of Christ. <laughs> and then he goes, well, how about 20 bucks? And the guy's like, get in. Let's do this. Motherfucker. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> yeah. It's the quickest change of pace for $20 I've ever seen. Oh, I've seen quick changes of paces for $20. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, the girls managed to buy hats before getting into the taxi, but those hats disappear immediately. <laughs> because the taxi is not a taxi. The taxi is the bed of a truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going redneck style. And so their hats get blown off. Or Stacy's hat gets blown off. Yep. They drive out into the jungle. 
and they pass an abandoned Jeep, which by the second I saw an abandoned car, I'd be like, turn this taxi around. <laughs> like, Hey, this doesn't feel great. Maybe we should uh, go back. Well, especially after Matthias is like, yeah, that's my brother's Jeep. And we're like, oh, so he's dead then. Like, yeah, It's like, this is a crime scene, maybe. Bye. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Okay, maybe they could walk up to the temple and be like, hey, are you guys up there? And then like, hello, hello. Nope, they're gone. Bye. (laughs) So they get out of the taxi. They get the taxi's number so that they can call him to come back, which also I'm just like, unless you paid him another 20 bucks, do you think he's going to just readily come back? Or he's going to be like, oh, I'm staying away from the evil vines. I'm not even going to tell people I went out there. Those gringos are dead. (laughs) Even if it was a normal temple, they really did make a point of like, they had no way to get back. Yeah. So they go on the hike. And again, Eric and Stacy play this game where they're just essentially telling the story of Amy kissing Matthias the night before, but it kind of goes nowhere. It's a little strange. Yeah, but it's sort of like dropping the hint to Jeff that Amy may have cheated on him or attempted right. to the night before. But Jeff's very clearly like, I don't care. Yeah, he's like, care. don't give a shit about what you little yeah. peons are doing. I'm going to be a doctor. And when I have my Tesla... You can fuck off. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to have a trophy wife. When I graduate med school and my residency, my wife is going to be graduating college, which means she's fully in the eighth grade right now. (laughs) I am not worrying about what Amy is doing or who Amy is doing. He walks and talks like a man who like maybe struggled for a bit, but then like four or five days ago, he's like, this is over. I have a plan. He has the confidence of a man with a solid exit strategy. Yes. Right. <laughs> He's already like called his mom like, I need you to pick me up from the airport. I'm breaking up with Amy. She's going to be like, oh, thank God. Oh, she's the worst. <laughs> uh, do you remember when she barfed on the turkey at Thanksgiving? Thank goodness. Anyway, there's no, they get to a point on the map where there's no path because the map was drawn by a child. And there are some indigenous children standing kind of off the path that won't talk to them um but as they're kind of looking at them matthias finds a covered path and they do ask they're like why was it covered before walking up the path like as if it was like oh why is this scary and blocked off oh well and then they just go yeah as if it's nothing and their excuse is well maybe they don't want people finding the path yeah yeah then they yeah, don't. for a reason you moron and like okay I don't know about modern Mayan culture. I know it's separate than Mexican culture. And like, you know, it's an indigenous people inside of Mexico. But usually in tourist towns, like if it's not set up in a tourist way to like charge for tickets and make money or something, usually it means that like it's not, there's not, you know what I mean? Like You shouldn't go there. Yeah. Yeah. Not not unless you have someone with you to kind of guide you through it, I would say. Like a local. Yeah. Well, and I mean, this is another one of the, it's. It's white tourists not understanding where they are. They don't even seem to understand that they don't speak Spanish because they keep trying to speak Spanish to people. And I'm like, that's the language of the colonizers. That is not what they speak. So they walk down this path and they exit into a clearing with a cool old pyramid. And it looks like there's a tent on the top of the pyramid. Which is a weird place to camp anyway on an archaeological dig. Also, and I know this is like a set design note, the vines that are on the pyramid look like marijuana. Well, yeah, because you get higher on the yeah. pyramid. Nailed it, Mikey. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah, uh-huh. did I? Pitch me a higher tent. Uh, anyway, oh. so pitch me a higher <laughs> tent. Oh. 
the, the difference is marijuana grows in like bushes, like kind of, and not as like a vine. And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, is this going to be a thing like that Sasquatch documentary where it seems like an ancient evil, but then it just turns out that the weed industry is colonized and violent and it's a problem and like no it turned out to be evil plants but like i thought it was gonna be like the cartel or something i really did yeah and when they when the indigenous people first show up i'm like cartel but then no it just turns out to be indigenous peoples and they show up on horses shouting in their indigenous language not in spanish it's if you have subtitles it said mayan it says mayan yeah, they yeah. Were talking, i mean i don't know but it, that's what it said in the subtitles it's yeah it says mayan i i saw with the subtitles i was like you guys need to mind your own business and get out of oh here. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You found the joke, Mikey. You, you found did. It. You did. You didn't even need the helps of Quetzalcoatl. I know a lot about Quetzalcoatl from just video games. Anyway, so they're they're threatening them, but it's in a language they don't understand. And Amy keeps taking pictures of them. And I'm like, yeah, Amy, read the room. They're armed. For, and for starters, for starters, when I was like, oh, it's the cartel. When she goes to take a picture, I'm like, are you dumb, bitch? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, they're absolutely going to shoot you for taking a photo. Like, what are you thinking? And then they're like, hey, stop taking pictures. And she backs away towards the pyramid and then takes another picture <laughs> while she's standing in the vines. And I'm like, shoot her. Yeah. Shoot her now. The fact that she was taking photos of people that had, like, bow and arrows pointed at them and a gun pointed at them. There's, like, two guns there, too. I know. Like, what are you doing, Amy? If your first response is to, like, drop everything and run, that makes sense to me. Document the occasion when murder is afoot is the worst thing you can do. Bro, if you've been ambushed in a foreign country and everybody's got guns, they're pointing to you, and they haven't shot you yet, you just get down on the ground like this, and then you just... I'm just going to let them do, you know, like, take whatever you want. Yeah. Well, here, here's what I realized later on. Because she's the only one is, that has touched the vines right. so far. And Dimitri touches them when he gets the camera from her to give to them. Right. But if they had just let them shoot her, they probably could have gone home fine and uh, enjoyed the rest of their day. Jeff would have been happy about Jeff it. Jeff would have been like, oh, my God, I dodged a bullet. She didn't, but I sure did. Ah! <laughs> but I, I agree, Paige. I think when they show up, they're trying to help them initially. They're like saying, yeah. don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Because And here's how I know. Because they show Matthias's phone in the picture of his brother. And they get close enough to look at that photo. But then when Dimitri grabs her camera and touches the vines in doing so and goes to hand them the camera, that's when they freak out. Yeah. Because now he's getting too close. Right, because he's touched the vines. And we know if anyone touches the vines, if they try and come off that salt, they get yeah. they get killed. Yes. So they freak out. So all of the kids run up into the pyramid. They've shot Dimitri. He's dead. Okay, first off, I would run slower up a pyramid. Oh, yeah, because I'm not in shape. Yeah, and it's going straight up. Like, they could totally just shoot you off a pyramid. But, I mean, like, I would have <laughs> ran into the woods. It just seems really, like, a bizarre... It does seem very bizarre because you are very exposed going up a pyramid. And if you can make it to the tree line, you got 50-50 chance to make it out. It would have been better if they, like, chased them around and then forced them up there. I think that would have been better, but... You mean made more yeah. sense yeah yeah i don't know what the book's like is a book good you know what reading about it and then watch watching this movie made me not super want to read it um <laughs> but there, there were a couple people in the facebook group that had read it and and enjoyed it so it might be anyway so they go up in the pyramid and what they realize is that the indigenous people's 
won't come near the pyramid. Right. And they're now setting up camp. Right. To like watch over them basically to make sure they don't get out. Yeah. Which early on she says we're being quarantined, and that's exactly right. Yeah, that is they never exactly talk what about is happening it again. to them. Yeah. So like, is it contagious? Yes. Like it's like a it's like a it's virus spo- plant. Yeah, and it's the spores on their clothes. Yeah, uh, is part of the problem. Which is why they shoot that kid when it just hits him yes, in the chest. It touches him. Yeah. And, yeah, and they shoot that kid. So at this point, they're like, "Well, we'll just wait for someone to find us." And their first thing is like, well, the Greeks will wait for the Greeks to come find us. I was like, oh, the drunk idiots. You think they're a match for like a a whole town There's ready like to shoot people you there? Yeah. I was like, why is this even a plan to be considered? Like, this is ridiculous. Or they think the hotel will call the police. And I was like, cool, cool. I hope they use that super accurate map. <laughs> yeah. And if they had a map that was that poorly drawn, how bad is the map they gave the Greeks? Right. I mean, we know it's good enough because they show up at the very, very end. But right. I know why it took them fucking five days to get there. Like that right. map was useless. It was useless. So <laughs> they realize that they don't have a lot of provisions and that their flight leaves in like a day. Yeah. So they're going to have to ration. And Jeff was like, this relationship cannot last a day longer <laughs> That our itinerary demands it. Spoiler, Amy, you don't get any water. <laughs> oh, yeah. You may be wet, but you don't get no water. Uh, anyway, they hear what sounds like Heinrich's cell phone down in the pit. Yeah. And that's their only hope for a cell phone because when they handed Matthias's cell phone to the head guy with the gun, he didn't give it back before they ran away. Right. So that's their only hope. So they get a lantern from the tent and they're going to lower Matthias down into the shaft in hopes of A, finding Heinrich, but also B, potentially finding his cell phone. Yeah. And as they do, the rope starts to break. It breaks and Matthias falls and he's alive, but he has broken his back. Oh, yeah. Like when you hear him fall, like you hear the thought of him hitting and it's like a good three seconds from when he snaps the rope to when he hits. That's a yeah. far fall. Would you yeah. guys go down there? No. Nope. I would not. I'd be like, Matthias, we'll send help. That's where you live, Mikey. If you fell, that's where you live now. Well, I, I just, I've been like, look, I get that there's a cell phone down there, but we're going to have to think of something because we can't see down there and it looks long. Here's the other thing. It takes them so long to get something, somebody else down there to him and to get him back up on that stretcher. I don't know how the vines didn't take him. Yeah. The consistency of the vines was weird because like sometimes they can pull a body away from you because they're so strong, but they're not going to mess with you when you're just up there. Yeah. Yeah. The rules of the plant don't make any sense to me. Yeah. So they lower Stacy down and she gets to the end of the rope, but she's still a good few feet from the top. So she jumps and falls and shatters one of the lanterns. Um, I believe it's the one Matthias had. She lands on a piece of glass and has to pull it out of her knee, which, by the way, she would have probably bled out. Yeah. From that injury. Yeah, that hit the femoral artery. She'd have been dead. Yeah. Even if, even if she didn't hit that artery, that's a big enough wound that she'd be in danger of bleeding out no matter what. Especially because she pulled the projectile out. So they send a box of matches down and they cut one of the tents into nylon strips to be a, an extra rope. And she pulls the glass out of her legs. This is where we find out that Matthias broke his back and can't move his legs. 
And she says it smells like shit. And I'm like, yeah, dude, he broke his back. Yeah. Like that's his shit you're smelling. He shit himself. Yeah. If I break my back, the least I'm going to do is shit myself. Yeah. See, I've been up top and like that evil German lured us out here. He's probably <laughs> faking an injury in there. He wants us to go in there. We can't go get him. You know, they're into some sick fetish shit. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the you Germans, Germans and their shiza. <laughs> yeah. So they realize that they have to build, they call it a backboard, but essentially it's a stretcher. And they're going to lower a stretcher down so that both. Amy and Stacy can help him onto the stretcher and pull him up. So that's what they decide that they're going to do. And Amy doesn't want to go down there because she's selfish. And she decides (laughs) that she wants to try and reason with the people at the bottom of the pyramid. So she runs down there and she's yelling at them in English. And he's like, they don't speak English. They don't know what you're saying. And then she's like, do you speak Spanish? And they're like, no, No, we don't. They're the people who colonized us. Yeah. She gets mad, and so she throws a plant, and it hits a little boy. <laughs> I thought this was so funny. No shit, Mikey. When I saw this, I was like, oh, Mikey loved this moment. <laughs> well, I felt so terrible. They freak out and shoot that little boy. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I think it's because they know what the plants do, and oh, they're like, yeah. trust me, kid, you're going to want to be shot. Yeah. I mean, that is sort of a kindness, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, you see, like, the mom of that boy is, like, over there, and she just starts, like, screaming and crying and stuff. Well, she doesn't intervene either. No, she yeah. knows what's up. She knows he's dead once it hits him. This movie, and I probably the book, they go they goes too much both ways. Like, I, I think it would have been fine if it was the spores are super deadly and it grows out of you and you just die of being a plant and it's horrible and we have to quarantine. Or the plants are monsters and they don't, you know, I, I, you, I think both of them is a little too much. You know what I mean? I, I would have been way more in it for column A as opposed to column B. Like, not the plants being monsters, not them crawling after you, but... The spores killing, being contagious, and yeah. Yeah. I would have been, I think that would have been a better movie, like a more psychological tension, like a, maybe Cabin Fever, but good. Yeah. See, Mikey, this is <laughs> yeah. what we have to do. We have to write Cabin Fever, but good. Yeah. But we have to include Dr. Mambo, because he's a professor of being a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Face. I think it would have been a better movie if like they figured out they're being quarantined. They're like, okay, all these people are waiting for us to die because this plant's super contagious. What do we like? And they're facing yeah. their inevitable deaths or whatever. Yeah. And also she's like infecting the whole world with plants. Yeah. I mean, at the end of this movie, yeah, she's a biological weapon running away yeah. from the facility she caught it from. Yes. Yeah. This is just a prequel to Poison Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> so back down at the bottom of the shaft. The phone rings and Stacy tries to find it, but her leg, which, which never gets the attention that you need. Yeah, the, the bottom of the shaft never gets the proper attention. Mike. Right, right, right. Got to work the whole <laughs> shaft. That phone could be anywhere. Oh. It's backbreaking work. <laughs> That's what the German found out. <laughs> There's yes. a rustling in the bushes at the base of the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> yes, tell me. And she's like. Is anyone there? She can't see the phone. And she says that she wants to come back up. And I think it's because she thinks that there's someone else down there and they can't see them. And then the, the, the pyramid was like, don't be intimidated, baby. Yeah, girl. Take this whole shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a problem the whole episode, isn't it, Mikey? <laughs> <laughs> Only as long as they keep going up and down that shaft to completion. <laughs> uh, so... Instead, they send a stretcher down with Amy, the worst. Yeah. 
and the stretcher can't make it all the way to the ground. They're a few feet off the ground. So they drop it on top of him. They they basically like kill this guy. Well, they have to lift Matias a couple feet up onto it. And Amy, instead of just listening to Stacy, is like, no, if we pick him up at the knees, that'll keep it straight. And then it will. And it's like, no, what are you talking about? This is the one time in the movie they don't consult the quote unquote doctor. Doctor. And I thought that was insane. Not that Jeff would know what to do because he's got a BS in chemistry. But I mean, <laughs> they don't even think to ask Jeff who the whole movie they've been like, he's going to be a doctor. My brother is a doctor. And guess what? When he was an undergrad, I wouldn't have let him cut my legs off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so they they go to pick him up and they end up breaking his back again, like worse. They double break that back. You literally hear in the the subtitles, it said bones crunching. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you guys don't know this, but Amy's actually going to chiropractic school. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was going to say, when you get to the base of the shaft, it's going to knock your back out. (laughs) Anyway, they get him on the stretcher. They pull him up. I don't know how he doesn't die of shock from breaking his back twice in the same day, but he does not look good. They find the keys to the Jeep in the tent, and they find Dimitri's plane ticket for some reason. Yeah, like it was in someone's pocket or something. Which, I don't know how, No, why. the plants took it to isolate him on the pyramid. The plants took it because they're like, it's finally time for us to have a vacation. <laughs> but vine number seven drinks too much. I don't want to be with her anymore. <laughs> I like how in your world, the vines are just straight up numbered. They don't even have names. Oh, man. It's not one collective hive mind vine. It's (laughs) like a bunch of different, like, separate vines that all hate each other. What if we made this movie, like, The Office, but each vine is a different character from The Office? (laughs) See, now I'm just picturing, like, establishing shots of plants with the just... Like, oh, and just like a ficus, a fern. (laughs) You know, vine number 20, he just, he is so tired of their shit. He's the assistant (laughs) to the vine manager. (laughs) Branch manager Paige, what? (laughs) It clearly has to be branch manager Paige. (laughs) You call yourself a comedian. (laughs) Oh, you're right. Anyway. They find Dimitri's plane ticket and they're like, see, their plane leaves. So when he doesn't make the flight, they're going to come looking for him. But again, they're just two drunk guys. And I don't know why they think that's going to solve their problem. Yeah. Drunk guys miss their flights all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why do you think they have bars and airports? Uh, And so they think that the Greeks will be there tomorrow. So they just have to make it through tonight. So they get the generator started at the top of the pyramid, which I don't know how somebody dragged a generator all the way up there, but they did. And they get a light on. I don't understand how the Mayan people like immediately reacted with these three college kids, four college kids came, but the other team dragged a generator up there. Ooh, here's my thoughts. They opened that shaft and that's how the vines got out. Oh, although and then like the people around saw it all happen. So they've been clearing it out and quarantining it. Yes. And they the archaeologist is dead down in there. And so is Heinrich. And so they've been dead for days. But that shaft has been open the whole time. You think they would call like the authorities? I don't, I'm not. I'm not. I know. I know the authorities are bad too. But like, when you need an army to quarantine a deadly disease, yeah. When you need industrial grade pesticides to kill the office vines, yeah. You gotta call someone who's got them. 
You gotta nuke that shit from orbit. <laughs> There's situations that do need overkill, and I would say deadly plant man eating plants is one of them. Yeah, yeah, agree. That, that's when you need to get some Roundup and uh, round some shit up. Anyway, so they're trying to treat Matthias up at the top, and Doctor Yiff is like, <laughs> "How is he? We gotta keep his knee, his legs clean." Because if he's going to die up here, he's going to die of an infection. And I'm like, fool's going to die of shock. His back is broken. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's not Batman. Batman <laughs> cured his own broken back. Yeah, he did push-ups, okay? Yeah. Bane isn't very good at breaking backs and having it stick. <laughs> anyway. He just had a slip disc. <laughs> yeah, but his chiropractor, Amy, like knocked him right back into joint. He's like, he's doing great. <laughs> He was in a shaft, too. <laughs> Is there a back brace in the tent? The tent seems to have everything else. I sure as shit wouldn't have slept in that tent with uh, what's-her-face, the blonde when she was, like, bloody and there's stuff all over Absolutely her. not. She needs to be in the shed pronto, cabin fever style. <laughs> yeah. So they all decide to rest for the night, um, even though they kind of can kind of hear the people outside the pyramid setting up, like, a camp. The next morning... Jeff gets up to go pee and he notices that there's some red flowers in the vines and notices a skeleton under the vines. Yeah. Which is probably Heinrich or somebody, but it's somebody in the vines. And Eric calls to him from the tent because Stacy's leg is like covered in vines coming out of the wound that she sustained down in the shaft. It's so gross. It's like pulsating itself inside oh. her, which is like yeah. normally a sexy sentence, but it's not at all sexy in this connotation, Mikey. Oh, yeah. Wow. Give them leafy wow. bits. Wow. Wow. She's a vegetarian. <laughs> Your bloody. Let's do it. Riding my vines. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't eat impossible whoppers just to be safe. <laughs> I ain't going to roll those dice. I ain't going to roll them vines. So they pull all the vines out of her leg, or at least they think they get all of them. I think you mean they deflowered her. <laughs> oh, God, Mikey. Mikey, yes. Yes, Mikey. <laughs> I wrote that one, and I feel like it's my best written one. <laughs> I had one page just said deflowered It's not a tall bar But you cleared it <laughs> It's a swim up bar uh, So, <laughs> so uh, We cut outside and they run over to Matthias he's like something is wrong Show me my legs and they pull the blanket down And his legs are Fucked up yeah. You've got poison ivy And the vines are like eating his skin Down to the bone Oh yeah it's gross yeah. It is gross. So they make a tourniquet. This is a double tourniquet film. And <laughs> this is also where they notice that the spores are on their clothes. Yeah. And the vines are growing on them. So they hear the phone ringing in the pit again. And Jeff makes them torches so that they can go down and find that phone. Is this what happened to Stacy's pants? I just noticed that at one point in the movie, she quickly did not have pants and was pantsless the rest of the movie. She cut them. She cut them, yeah. And I don't think it's down here. I think her pants got ripped when she hurt her leg. Okay. I think they either cut them off then or when they cut the flowers out of her. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they go down into the shaft. They <laughs> step down into the vines. They light the torches. And the ringing is coming from like a full-on vine cave. Yeah. And it sounds like something is moving. I like my sh caves trim. Oh, oh Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> 
<laughs> like the hedges. You know what I'm saying? It's like a <laughs> yeah, plant Mikey, joke. Mikey, I think everyone gets your joke. I think everyone gets it. Yeah. Unfortunately. So something moves through the vines. There's clearly a body and it's clutching the phone. So they pick it up and it's cracked. So it's not the phone they've been hearing because it's not ringing. Well, and also it's busted. Yeah, it's completely busted. Yeah. So that's clearly not what they've been hearing. And then they hear another phone ringing. But what they realize is that it's the plant mimicking the ringing sound. Which I thought was a cool reveal. Yeah, then the camera zooms in at the vine across the way that's just shaking its head. Yeah. Annoyed at the other vines. Oh, yeah. These <laughs> vines that are like singing the ringtone are very much the Jim and Pam vines. <laughs> they cut away to just like a talking head of the vines. Just like, you know what? Every time Vine X asks if I want to be part of a secret mission, I say, absolutely, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was weird that the ringtone was like, Rocking through the treetop all night long, rocking out of walking out of sing my song. And then that vine just like punched through the wall and had to go to anger management. That's one of my favorite episodes. I'm so glad you guys got that reference. I was afraid no one would get it. I'm so glad. I love that episode because I love seeing, because I've also done pranks that have turned like that. And you're like, (laughs) oh yeah, like Vine Pam and Vine Jim and that are like like wide-eyed, like, oh shit, what did we do? Yeah. Anyway, so the the plants come to life and try to pull them in. They like throw a body at them basically at one point. Oh yeah, they're like, look what we did to your friend. And they're like, we don't know her. And they're like, oh my bad. So they take her away. (laughs) Wrong party. (laughs) Send Heinrich down when you get a chance. Sorry, you guys all look the same to us. (laughs) (laughs) So they run back to the rope. Plants are closing in on them as they basically scream to be pulled up. They pull them up out of the shaft and they're like, uh, there was no cell phone. It was the flowers and it knows that we're alive in here, which is a thing that a crazy person would say. And if somebody was like, it was a flower ringing, I'd be like, you should drink more water. The heat is a bitch out here. Yeah, I <laughs> like, would say that, except that I saw flowers grow out of a lady's leg earlier that day. That's so true. I'm more on board now. I think I would be open to like other weird shit happening if there were like vines that suck people's bloods and ate their flesh. You yeah. should see the other vines. They suck other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Heinrich was down there like, guys, don't worry about me. I'm good. Different temple. <laughs> <laughs> So at this point, Amy's like, yeah, fuck this. I'm not staying here. And Jeff talks everyone into staying, which like, I think if they had tried to maybe escape earlier, they might have made it. Yeah. You know, Jeff is not great. Well, no one is. Yeah, there is no one like protagonist that we're like on board for this entire movie. Well, yeah, and this is also the point where Stacy's like, we're being quarantined. Like, that's what's happening. And Jeff just blows her off. And he says, this doesn't happen. Four Americans on vacation don't just disappear. And I'm like, "Um, excuse me, Jeff. This happens quite a bit. Yeah. (laughs) This is super common. In fact, definitely happened in what could have been one of the other movies that we picked for this month. Based on a true story. Yeah, but this is before, like, the true crime, like, revolution, so people didn't know that this stuff is super common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, they didn't read that State Department alert about vines in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, be careful where you buy your vines. Buy from a reputable dealer. Always have your medicinal vine card with you. <laughs> it's the most sticky icky. 
<laughs> so uh, at this point, Jeff is like, we just have to make it until somebody can come rescue us, which is a dumb plan. Uh, and Matthias is full blown dying. So they're eating what's left of their rations. And Jeff goes and looks under the blanket at Matthias's legs. And Stacy is freaking out because she thinks there's still a plant in her. Well, she's not wrong. She is not wrong. And Jeff comes back and is basically like, hey, Matias isn't going to live much longer with his legs. We have to take his legs off. I thought that was kind of a stretch. I mean, I'm sure he's right, but like, I really feel like at this point, Eric should have been like, you have a BS in chemistry. Shut up. That's what I would have been like. I'd been like, probably, but we are not prepared to do this. No. Here's the thing. He is right. Matias definitely would have died if they had left his legs, but he's... Here's the thing. That's if you don't believe that the vines are evil. If you know that the vines are evil, he's dead anyway. They're all yeah, dead. It doesn't matter. Right. Like, let's just let him keep his legs. But also, like, Paige, if I was with you two and we were, like, hiking and, like, we're trapped somewhere and you guys, like, Todd's leg gets crushed, you and I might have a conversation where, like, Todd's legs look infected. Should we cut him off? And, like, I don't think you and I come to that conclusion. <laughs> I don't think I'd let you. I, I mean, just tell Todd, I'm like, your legs are infected. Somebody would probably cut them off. Do you want us to try? And you'd be like. And I would just be like, Mikey, I need you to wipe me. I think I broke my back. <laughs> Here's the thing. If if Todd was conscious and could contribute to that decision, I, I would weigh Todd's decision in that as well. Well, which is sort of what they do because they vote. Yeah. But I would like to take Todd's legs off and then kick him with them and then be like, stop kicking yourself. You're kicking your own ass. You are such an older brother. You son of a bitch. <laughs> but also, septicemia will kill you so fucking fast. Yeah, yeah. there's no way he knows what that is. Yeah, there is. I know what septicemia well, yeah. is. Oh, I didn't realize that you're a doctor, Paige. P. Yeah, I'm sorry. not. That's common knowledge. That's why you, like, you know, don't ingest feces and, st- and stuff. Like, I'm sorry. Infections what? are real. W- why didn't they bring essential oils? <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, if you got a crushed leg and it looks like it's going to kill you, I'll cut your leg off. I, I won't even be sad about it. Did you ingest some feces, Mikey? Put some lavender oil on your feet. It'll pull the toxins right out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they do decide to cut his legs off, but all they have is like a sandwich knife, and that's not great. No, it's not. And they have to break his bones with a rock and then cut his legs off and then cauterize the wound with a cast iron skillet, which is pretty smart. But uh, he can feel it. They They lie to the girls and say that he won't be able to feel it. So if I still had feeling there, I'd probably be like, no, I'm, roll me down the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> if you still have feeling there, then there's a strong chance that removing the leg would, the shock of removing the leg would kill you. Yeah. Or the blood loss. One of the other. So like it's a, it's chancy. At this point, he's a dead man. Yeah. There's just no, there's nothing they can do. At the moment, he like got all the way down to the base of the shaft and like broke his back. He's he's been dead since then, really. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And this kind of breaks Stacy, where she thought that he wouldn't feel it, and so that's why she voted for it. It's not good. Jeff goes down to the bottom of the pyramid, and he's kind of like scoping out what's happening. Then comes back up. Amy gets out of the tent to talk to Eric, and she's basically asking, "Do you think Stacy's going to be okay?" And he's like, "No, we pulled it out. I swear, I got it out." Uh, but they realize oh, that she's Stacey's- heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled it out. I tossed it on her back. I swear. And then again, something unwanted is growing inside her. <laughs> oh, jeez. But essentially, they they have come to the realization that she is having a bit of a break. Yeah, mentally. 
It's not good. And she comes out and accuses them of sleeping together, which we know they haven't because we haven't seen them do it. Right. But I do think she heard them doing that because I think the plants were making her hear that. Like they were yes, like whispering so, that. Too. Like Jim and Plant <laughs> instead of Pam. Jim and Pam it. Plants were like yeah. playing this prank on them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, while they're all fighting, the plants take Matthias and they just like bind down the throat and kit like chest burster style and kill him and they run over pull the vines out of him but they're just like well thank goodness we cut his legs off <laughs> because, yeah like, but this really breaks Stacy because she's just like it's eating me from the inside I can feel it inside of me yeah and they hear the plants mimic her cries so they look over the edge and they yes. see not only are they cannibals they're bullies <laughs> <laughs> Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. You're pregnant, Stacy. The baby's mine. I mean, I guess those vines were real thorny. Lord Vines. She fucked your boyfriend. Gonna kill your German friend. Anyway, so. Were you singing Blurred Vines? Yes. Yeah. I love it. That's amazing. Holy shit. So, down below the. <laughs> the people at the bottom of the pyramid are salting the soil yeah. to try and keep it con contained. And this is where Jeff finally admits, yes, this is quarantine because the birds, the insects aren't there and they're literally trying to contain them. The horses were scared and they've now seen the vines just take Matthias. Yeah. And so at this point, Amy is like, it didn't happen. I didn't kiss Matthias, even though she totally did. Why lie now? I don't know, but I love that he turns to her and he's like, would it matter? <laughs> like, He's like, I was going to break up with you. I'm only here because I wanted to get away from y'all, and y'all yeah. killed me. I mean, he more or less turns to her like Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive and is like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they get kind of interrupted by Eric, who's like, hey, gotta come look at this, because there are vines growing inside Stacy, just yeah. like she said, and in the places she said. So now they have to cut them out of her, and she wants to watch them do it so that she can have the, like, I guess it's almost like she the needs closure. to see it to believe yeah. it. Like the yeah. closure. Yeah. 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 She needs to see them coming out of her body to believe that she's clean or they're out or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So they cut one out of her leg and out of her back, but she still thinks there's more. But Jeff is like, no more cutting. You can't keep cutting. And he's right because she will bleed out. Yeah. If they keep cutting her. And she says there's one in her head. And they're like, no, it's not. And they give her tequila, but as she knocks the bottle back, they do see a vine move across her head. And then everyone starts crying, and she's like, what's wrong? And they, they're crying, and she's like, oh, I, uh-oh. Okay, there is yeah. one. This is confirmation that there is one in my head. Yep, and there's no way they can get it out. There's nothing they can do. So they move her to the tent. I'd have been like, we've got to throw you down the shaft now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stacy wakes up and walks outside the tent. She finds the knife, and you can hear the flowers, like, egging her on. Yeah. Like. I want to cut it. I want to cut it. And they wake up to her sobbing outside and we see that she's cut herself all over her body. She is absolutely going to bleed to death. And she's just trying to get this last one out, which, by the way, she has it like half out. So, like, it really is one for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, we see it later crawling back in her. Yeah. As she's like laying on the ground after what happens to Eric happens. I never go back. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff tries to intervene and she cuts Jeff's hand. And at this point, Jeff realizes he's infected. Right. But here's what I think is so dumb. 
after she literally like swings the knife at someone who's trying to comfort her and stop her from doing what she's doing and like cuts him her boyfriend walks up and does the exact same thing and gets a very similar response except that she stabs him in the chest right and as she does it she's just like sorry and then keeps trying to like she's not in a good place i would not have approached her like that with that i would have let her finish what she was gonna do Uh like i know that sounds terrible but like you just like run up behind her and jump kick her and get the the pyramid yeah i got it yeah (laughs) yeah you hadouken her off the pyramid yeah (laughs) so i mean it's sean ashmore his character was terrible, but he didn't deserve to go out like that. No, nah, he's a good guy. No, I wouldn't go that far. No, I mean him as a person. I like him as an actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His character in this is as terrible as everyone else is. Yeah. So Eric dies, and Stacy is beside herself upset about it. The vines take Eric's body. Yeah. And Amy, as she's holding Stacy, Stacy is screaming for them to kill her. And Jeff grabs the knife. And we cut down to the bottom of the pyramid as the people look on and her screams are cut short. So Jeff killed her. We don't know how, but he did. I'm sure he stabbed her and they threw her body down the pit. Bro, I straight up, once I saw all that stuff coming out of Stacy, I would have been like, I need to go get that really nice fella to shoot me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to go out like that. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't want to either. So were they not infected? Were the rest of them not infected? Well, there's, there's an alternate ending that would explain that. Okay. Because, like, was Jeff infected before he got cut? Because I know when he got cut, he was like, I'm dead. Technically, no. He was not, and Amy was not. As far as what the movie shows us. Okay. So, at this point, he and Amy concoct a plan for her to get away, and he's going to cover her in Stacy's blood so that she can pretend to be dead. He'll distract the people at the bottom of the pyramid. She can make a run for it. And so, he lays her at the bottom of the pyramid, and he gives this whole speech of, like, you don't know our names, but you'll, you gotta know our name, and he calls her name. She gets up. She runs. She gets, he gets shot by like three arrows, collapses into the dirt. And then as a kindness, as the vines are taking his body, one of the indigenous guys shoots him in the head. Yeah. Basically to be like, you don't want to live through this, basically. No. I mean, he's been shot like what, three times with an arrow? Like he's going to bleed out and die. So this is just a quicker way of going. Uh, So she runs. She makes it to the Jeep. It turns over. She peels out. And at this point, I was like, I'd be dead because I can't drive stick. (laughs) (laughs) So I I won't survive the apocalypse very long. And she drives away into the sunset. We cut to two men talking in Greek, walking through the jungle. These are the Greek guys from before. Yeah. They get to the pyramid and it's empty. There's no one else around. And that's the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think? I mean, it's hard for a movie that's only 90 minutes to be 40 minutes too long, but somehow this movie (laughs) accomplishes that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really like anybody in this movie. I found myself, like, very, very grossed out by the body horror. Like, when they broke their the guy's legs uh, to cut mm-hmm. them off. Like, all of that. Watching the vines drag the legs away. Like, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. All the <laughs> body horror silly. stuff. It was silly, but it was super gross. Like, I was over it at that point. So, I was like, there's no one I like. I just want the vines to kill everybody and for this movie to be over. Which is never a good place for a horror movie. I want to be rooting for somebody at the yeah. You can quote my review as I won't need to quote you, Mikey. They'll be able to hear you. But this is what I want in the back of the DVD box. Oh, okay. Okay, I got okay, you. Okay, okay. This movie was bad chloroform. <laughs> uh yeah. Like bad form? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I am not bothered by gore or body horror all that much. I am. I'm one of those people who can like watch a phlebotomist take my own blood. 
Yeah. I'm kind of fascinated by it. I am not. I had to look away when I got the vaccine shots. Oh my, they were like two seconds. I know, and I had to look away. I have to inject myself once every two weeks for my fancy medications, so I had to get over that real quick. Yeah. yeah um, but so yeah, so body horror doesn't really bug me, so there's not a lot to scare me in this film, especially when it goes, it gets, the vine graphics are not great. The vines are silly. It's silly. It's very Jumanji. It really is. Like, it should have been a deadly disease. You can go cabin fear, which I also hate it, so I don't know about that. Or have the vines be, like, actually evil. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us, though? I do. I do, actually. Here so- is with your vine facts. Vine facts, vine facts. So uh, in the novel that this movie is based on, there's actually no ruins to speak of. There's just a hill overgrown with the vines and there's a shaft cut into it, implying that the ruins ruins would be in that shaft. Sure. But the director of the movie suggested changing it to an ancient Mayan temple just so it would be more interesting to watch essentially yeah and even though the film takes place in mexico it was shot primarily in australia during their winter so they had to wear heavy coats in between takes oh wow okay and they would have to spray water and olive oil on them to simulate sweat wow the vines are modeled after pumpkin vines but they definitely also kind of look like weed you ever smoked a good pumpkin page uh only on halloween oh my gourd (laughs) <laughs> it's the great pumpkin jeff <laughs> so the director of the movie had actually just purchased a copy of the book and started reading it when he got the phone call that offered him the adaptation rights he accepted finished the book and was like oh no oh no uh the film rights were purchased before the novel was actually published so essentially what happened was the guy who wrote the novel scott b smith knew ben stiller And so he passed him the novel before it was actually published. And then Ben Stiller started negotiating the rights process. So they had essentially purchased the rights and then offered the directing job to Carter Smith, literally just as the book is being published. He's an executive producer on the movie, too, right? Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that's how a movie like this gets made. Someone like Ben Stiller takes an interest in it, but doesn't actually have much to do with how it's made. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that they used to kind of pitch this to studio execs was the scene where they amputated the guy's legs and the vines stole the legs. That's what sold this movie, essentially. That makes sense. Yeah. Originally, the Greek characters, although they are present in the novel, were not originally included in the screenplay. And it was the basically director of the movie that encouraged the screenwriter who also wrote the novel to add them back into the story. So the guy who wrote the novel also wrote the screenplay, even though there are a fair amount of differences between the two. So the corpse that they find down in the shaft is supposed is the woman at the very beginning of the film uh, and is supposed to be the archaeologist. Right. In an alternate ending on the DVD special features, it shows Amy driving away, but when she looks in the rearview mirror, she has a small vine moving under her skin just below her eye. Oh, no. So even though the novel and the screenplay are written by the same guy, there are some changes. So in the movie, Stacy's the one who cuts her knee and the plants start growing inside her. And she's the one who ends up killing Eric and begs for others to kill her. But in the book, Eric is the one who cuts his knee. He kills Matthias. In the film, uh, it's Matthias who breaks his back. But uh, in the novel, this actually happens to Pablo, quote unquote, Dimitri, essentially, in the film. Okay. So in the film, he doesn't get shot first. He makes it up there with them. Okay. In the novel, 
Jeff is actually killed trying to escape himself after Amy is killed by the plants during the night and Stacy is the last survivor. She ends up dying by suicide in front of the ruins to warn other people who might find the, the actual ruins, but the plants make her body disappear. So, yeah, in the novel, Amy's the first character to die, and the way that she dies is they end up drinking tequila that first night that they're up there, and Jeff hears her throwing up, and is just like, oh, are you fucking drunk again? And what's actually happening is the vines have gone down her throat, and that's what's making her throw up, and that's how she dies is because he ignored her. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny for some reason. Yeah, but those are our fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts. Let's talk some box office. So this movie came out in 2008. What do you think the production budget for The Ruins was? This is a very low budget movie. Okay. I mean, there's one location, basically. Yeah, there's Ben Stiller's pool and then the Mayan temple. They could have filmed this on the set of Legends of the Hidden Temple and nobody would have been the wiser. But that would have been in Orlando, (laughs) not Australia. (laughs) But it would have been great if they had just gotten up there and then squares had lit up and it was just like, you have to configure the shrine of the silver monkey and then we'll let you go. And then they can never do it because they can't get the pieces on in the right order. Amy's driving off and they're like, Blue Barracudas win. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, the temple guards. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, yes, I'm going to say like 10 million. Mikey, what do you think? 15. Because I just like, I think this movie, it sounds weird, but 15. Okay. You guys are both going to be very upset. The budget for this movie was $25 million. No. None of it is on the screen. Not a single cent of that is on the screen. (laughs) It was all spent on red vines. Uh, All right, so this came out on April 4th, 2008, and it was 5th the weekend it came out. It was beat by 21, Nims Island, Leatherheads, Horton Hears a Who, and then The Ruins was, of course, number five. What do you think The Ruins made in its opening weekend? Six million. All right, Mikey, what do you think? Ten. Split the difference, and you guys have it. It's right over eight million. It's eight million three thousand dollars in its opening weekend now what do you think it went on to make in its domestic box office run i see mm, i hope this didn't make its budget back i'm gonna say 19 million okay i'm gonna say 24 you're both way over it is 17.4 million dollars <laughs> yeah oof magoof oh. oof magoof is right page it went on to make another 5.4 million dollars internationally for a total of 22.9 million dollars or way under its budget it then went on to make another almost 11 million dollars 10.8 million dollars in domestic dvd and blu-ray sales so they probably didn't make their budget back if you include marketing but they did make at least the production budget back and a little bit more but they probably lost money on this film but that's your box office so mikey let's hit with that scary scale uh scary scale listeners is a scale team one to ten of how scary we found this film when we watched it today not a rating of quality but In this case, it probably will be. (laughs) (laughs) Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Paige? I'm going to give this a hard one. (laughs) Todd? I'm going to give it a four. Like, the body horror, like, grossed me out. 
I did it looks, not like it. Looks it looked so fake. It all looked fake. You know what looks more real than this movie? The ear part of Wrath of Khan. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had a claymation robot owl in this movie and it would have looked more real than those vines. Yeah, I mean, it was mainly like the leg chopping and all that stuff and like her cutting the stuff out of her. It just, it, I did not like it. It was very gross. So I'm going to give it a four. But mainly for body horror, it wasn't super, like the biggest jump scare was the dog. Like, there aren't many jump scares at all. Yeah. I'm going to give it a big, fat one Yeah. So that's your scary scale, right, Mikey? That's the scary scale. Yep. You are correct, sir. <laughs> oh, God. So this week, you guys made me watch The Ruins. What are you guys making me watch next week as we continue Scary DeMaio? We're not. It's, it's the listener request. Oh, that's right. And this week, the listeners decided to make us watch actually our first Del Toro movie, which is interesting that we've done 160 some odd episodes and we haven't come across Guillermo Del Toro yet. But we are going to be doing Pan's Labyrinth thanks to the listeners. Uh, All right. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Nope. All right, well, while you look one up, let me tell them how they can have their review read on the podcast, and that is simply to leave us a five-star text review and, you know, have Mikey read it in a funny accent, and we'll all laugh while he does. Mikey, who's you going to read this week? Blades Ben. All right, Blades Ben, what do you have to say for us? Uh, they titled the inter- the not the interview, but the, the <laughs> review, the best, exclamation point. All right, nothing's going to ever bring us down. Oh, okay. I love this podcast. Their relationship with each other and their fans slash listeners transcends what I would call normal. Oh, okay. They almost they That's almost accurate. make you feel as if you're right there alongside them, laughing and relating with them any about anything and everything. Looking oh. through their bedroom windows, fogging up the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Drawing hearts in it. Todd <laughs> is the horror virgin we all love whether he is accidentally giving away his credit card info you or who is this who is this blades ben i'm coming for you blades ben i'm coming brother (laughs) are being completely spooked by a horror movie well that's accurate uh you are page our Paige, who is an expert on all things cultists, or Mikey, who is just downright <laughs> awesome, and an expert on behavioral science, all exaggerations. <laughs> Expert's a strong word. Yeah, they yeah, are the yeah, right yeah. blend of horror, comedy, love, and friendship. Aww. I recommend everyone give them a shout. I can't see why you wouldn't enjoy it. P.S. Please give me a shout out. And I just did. Thank you, Blades Ben. Yeah, thank you so much, Blades Ben, for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to be as awesome as Blades Ben, leave us a five-star review for Mikey to read. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at MRandolph24 and I am at Todd J. Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If if you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if
But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. And literally we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Nick B. Nick B, fun fact. Yeah. He grows weed on his pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. I'm sure he has a medicinal marijuana card or something like that. I don't know what they do in the UK. It's not legal there, is it? The B stands for blaze it. (laughs) In England? I don't know. I don't know either. Well, uh, listen, uh, Nick B, hopefully you're doing it legally. And if you're not, don't get caught. This episode was also brought to you by... And Ori did, uh, well, let's just say Ori is, quote unquote, going to med school. So she knows (laughs) all about when it's time to cut someone's legs off. But uh, thankfully, when we were out hiking with them, when you two tried to cut my legs off, they talked you out of it. So now I still have both of my legs. No, no, because they are in medical school, they'd make the hard decisions when they need to. And those legs are (laughs) g-g-g-gone. I'm going to hobble out of here. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) Quit using puns as a crutch. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So this episode is also brought to you by Brandon's Bug Business. And Brandon's Bug Business is actually called Bug Cage Company on Facebook. So if you have any spider, scorpion, centipede, millipede, or any other repede that you might have been in need, for practical or pranky purposes, reach out to Bug Cage Company on Facebook. This episode is also brought to you by the letter Jeff, and Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down a new episode of the Netflix Marvel show, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Jeff has another podcast called I Went to One Semester of Biology Undergrad, and I'm going to cut your legs off, maybe. <laughs> yes, So guys, check out Kissing Jessica Jones on your favorite podcast app This episode also brought to you by Taco Cat And Taco Cat wants you to check out his podcast What are your vines shaking at you (laughs) leg-wise? What body parts are your vines shaking at you? (laughs) It's really called What's New Barkeep Where each week they talk about super nerdy shit like D&D and stuff like that Or like broader pop culture stuff like movies and stuff like that uh, while they experiment with a brand new alcoholic a beverage. Mm-hmm. So guys check out What's New Barkeep on your favorite podcast app. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Uh, this episode also brought to you by Awesome Possum Blossom and Awesome Possum Blossom wants me to give you some awesome possum facts. So here's one for you. <laughs> Possums are indigenous to the Yucatan Peninsula but no not to go <laughs> close to creepy vines. <laughs> Yes. Okay. We now return you to another episode of uh, The The Patreonicals. This one's going to be weird because I've mostly forgotten what I talked about last time. So uh, what's happening in the Patreonicals this week, Mikey? What's shaking in the Patreonicals dickwise? Yeah, they're, uh, oh, I remember what happened. Yeah, okay. See, I got it. Wow, it like, I just watched it hit Mikey. That was amazing. Yeah. The synapses are firing. Okay, we're on the moon. Yeah, we are. And you said it correctly. Yes. I believe that Domosaurus, Dave, and Karun <laughs> went and got Danielle, who's a moon person. Yes. She's mm-hmm. like the president of the moon. 
Yeah, she yeah. got all her people. They have gone to the Munderdome. They've they're going inside. Um, they're gonna hunker down in the Munderdome. Yeah, it's just an all-out battle of moon people and snakes with space helmets. <laughs> right, then, right, right. Space snakes, sky thons, if you will. Sky thons. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god! <laughs> How have we not talked about sky thons? Oh, oh shit! This is the best and day then, ever. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie's, uh, he's making them all fight. And um, Sasha, the evil behavior analyst, uh, <laughs> she's like, Eddie, are you going to like kill them or what? <laughs> she's like nagging him. Yes. Wow. And Dumbosaurus, he, he's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, so he space, is? A space one. I thought I talked about this. A space Rex. Yeah. Yeah. He, he eats a python and spits out the helmet. Yeah. Right. In the battle. And... Uh, <laughs> I thought you meant like just for fun. It makes some more sense in the battle that he does that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they're losing. Kate and Tristram, who is still having some issues, he tried to transform into another spaceship, but he turned into a go-kart. <laughs> well, that's not going to do him very much good. Performance issue happens with every guy every now and then. It's a normal part of growing older. I feel like this is a conversation you've had many times. No, I don't have those issues. <laughs> Of course you don't. Wang him, wang No, no, no. It's like, no. <laughs> the stage fright is not the sex. You know what I'm saying? It's like the other stuff. It's the Paige commitment. Not, Paige is just like, let's go. So Dave is, he's uh, fighting really hard. And he like, a snake almost got him. And he killed the snake. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to live. Mm. Uh, uh, Kate and Tristram and Evil Matthew and Isaac are still tied up. And Evil uh, Matthew is chewing the snake off of Isaac's hand. Because it's like rope. Anyway, there's a lot of snake eating this time. It's fine. Uh, Kate's using her psychic powers, and then the the, the battle's turning against Eddie and uh, Sasha. So Eddie's Eddie's like, I've got got a trick up my sleeve, and he's like, Houston, we got a possum. Houston, uh, we have a possum. Yeah, and then like thousands of space possums with helmets. What? On. They they just scurry up out of the craters of the moon and attack everybody. It's the most adorable trick plan. They weren't adorable when they murdered the shit out of every single person on the moon. Whoa, what? hang on one second. The possums killed everybody? It's a moon massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Crimes against munanity. Mun- what? <laughs> Don't. Todd, don't try it. <laughs> um, they would stab them with their tails. They made little knives on their tails, and they stabbed all the moon people. Danielle sobbing because she watched her people die. Are you sure they weren't just playing dead? <laughs> <laughs> These possums were tired of laying down. <laughs> They're standing up to fight. Possums together strong. <laughs> oh, I wow. love those movies. But then a possum runs up and just stabs Dave right in the heart, and Dave, Dave dies. Immediately. Um, is anybody left? Yeah, Kate's alive. Because when you said they kill everyone on the moon, I figured that you meant everyone. Uh, just the moon, the native the native moon people. Moon, moon. The the in- indigenous moon people. They had a grudge against the indigenous moon people. The indigenous moon and women. <laughs> I love that that's gendered like that. The, the moon and women. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so stupid, Mikey. 
the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and I love it. <laughs> I don't. What about children? Is it children? <laughs> moon, the, woo, moon, win, moon, moon, and children. What if they're non-binary? What would they be on the moon? They are. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter if someone prefers the dark side of the moon or the light side of the moon. We don't need to go into moon moon politics right now. The moon has social issues just like every planet. What if moon is genderless? Yeah, all the moon people are one together, strong. Moon together strong. <laughs> anyway, you guys are getting, getting me so distracted. Oh, and then Amy, Amy, uh, she, uh, during all this battle, she made a spaceship. And her and Kate pulled Dave's body with her and Domasaurus and Isaac Evil Matthew and Karoon, and they are in this little small spaceship. Scott, unfortunately, made of rocks, they leave him behind, and he doing the platoon thing where he's on his knees and he's like, uh, like William Defoe. Yeah, you never seen that movie, Todd? No, I have. I'm just trying to picture like how a possum could kill platoon. a rock. It's just the the pythons and the possums all over him, and he's like, and they're like. You're too heavy for our spaceship. <laughs> I do think we need to go back to Paige's boss joke of, you mean plamoon. I think you mean plamoon. <laughs> I didn't hear it, but now it's great. I, I'm sorry. I had to bring it back up, Paige, because it was too good. No, for sure. <laughs> and that's that's it for now. Wow. I just made that up. Really? How many snakes were harmed in the making of this episode? How many possums does it take to massacre an entire moon population or woo moon population. Do you think Mikey's <laughs> going to remember who survived the opossum massacre on the moon? Find out next week on another episode of the Patreonicals. Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys, this week. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Yeah. Oh, have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thorny nerds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't even make like a she's so thorny. Oh, she's so thorny. <laughs> Honk if you're thorny. <laughs> <laughs>